this is really wrecking my brain. <laughs> One day English, the next day German, then English again, then German again. Uh, although it's good training. Just teach German. <laughs> Honestly, at some point I probably should. Just would make my life so much easier. Because online I do everything in English, basically. I read in English, I listen in English. But your work is in German? Well, sometimes, sometimes not. I mean, at the workplace itself, yeah, sure. But like all the documentations are basically English. And sometimes we also have to do our presentations in English because international people, uh, yeah. So uh, and we do have some colleagues actually that mostly speak English like they try to learn German but often enough if they want to really bring something across or they have to talk a lot they switch back to English because they just feel more secure in it um, so you're never really sure what kind of language you have to deal with <laughs> on a particular day as long as it's just German and English, uh, I manage. Yeah, I'm I'm having problems with German already. <laughs> <laughs> it's work already. Especially high German is work. It's like talking in a way that you can understand me. <laughs> it's more, more of an effort than just talking in English, I guess. Yeah, well, you, you were probably uh, having problems from, from this get-go. I mean, as an Austrian guy, talking yeah. real German is like real effort. I was born with a giant handicap. Yeah, exactly. You were born Austrian. <laughs> it's the worst. That's enough. Eh, well, not the worst, but it's not a good start to begin with. Yeah. But... Uh, so... Special recording this time. Oh yeah, I'm I'm in your house. <laughs> I don't know if exactly. you noticed. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, snuck in through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, yeah, no, uh, actually, uh, Hannes is really uh, in my home. We tried to do it in the same room, but that didn't work out because we would need to install. Uh, stuff for probably tens of thousands of euros to make that work uh so so soon tm <laughs> exactly exactly when we're taking off uh still the dream Re professional uh, professional podcast recording studio here in berlin and uh yeah but we we couldn't make it work uh, in the same room with the stuff we have so now you're in the upstairs room and i'm in my office and we're talking over the internet, though we're in the same space, uh, in the same house, basically. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. But just we just we're trying to make it work for our listeners because we said we don't want to like uh, have another break after we just started again. So this is the best solution we could come uh, come up with this this time around. Yeah. So I think I should mention that I'm I'm not in Berlin to record this episode. <laughs> Like, oh, that's not, that's not the reason it. why I'm here. <laughs> now you spoiled it. Yeah. It's a side effect. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why my recording setup is of questionable quality. <laughs> well, as long as uh, the production value doesn't dip from it. I mean, we, you, you should definitely do a, a photograph of your ghetto setup so we can put it on the website or include it in the show notes or something. The best thing about you coming here to record the podcast, though, is that you now have uh, Mio Mio Mate Ginger from my private stash. So The free Mate is always the best one. <laughs> free anything is probably always yeah. the best one. So you, uh, you bought Oblivion already, right? Uh, yes. First day, basically, I bought Oblivion round two um, with the quite expensive international kit. I mean, it's $85 rus, I think, uh, bucks, freedom bucks. Um, so that's an expensive addition, uh, additional kit. But this time around, it seems like it's going to make the 50 MOQ for the international kit. So I'm quite a happy camper about that. Yeah, you also have this to remember on the bright side, the international key, uh, international kit includes lots of keys you will never need. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. More plastic stuff I can store in some drawer and never have to use. But... Uh, if, if we go down that route, I mean, yeah. <laughs> our whole argumentation for international kits is just that it helps people and it's just impossible to add different kits for different languages. So yeah. that's the price we have to pay, I guess. Yeah, I think my argument is mostly that even for German, you don't need as much compatibility as you packed into the kit. Yeah, sure. It's a bit over overboard. Especially if, because it includes a few keys that are only usable if you have the uh, another one of the additional key um, kit sets, like uh, the uh, Space Cadet version add-on keys or something. So, and it's only for the base variant and not the I forgot the name the the white alpha variant. So. There's that. But that's like, at least we get something. Yes? We shouldn't yeah. be too critical of it. Yeah. It's called Hagaromo for whatever uh, reason. I don't know what that means. Uh, did, doesn't that come from another kit? I think. I don't know. It's just whatever. It's just white alphas instead of gray alphas. Or alpha color. Because not all the white keys are alphas. No. Anyways. Okay, so um, real-time follow-up. Hagoromo is a Japanese theater play about a swan. Interesting. So that's It's swan-colored, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, not sure you know. what to do with this information, but... Yeah, it's maybe if it's if it comes up in a pub quiz or Jeopardy or something. Yeah, now you know. At the one time where they ask you what Hagoromo <laughs> is in a pub quiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there might be a time. Yeah. Yeah, so I still have to sell um, one keycap set to, before I want to buy Oblivion. You actually decided on which one you're trying to sell? Oh, yeah, the black and white, eBBT black and white. Yeah, I, st I still have that on my to sale list too. Yeah. Especially now that I have GMK Minimal with the Norda add-on kit incoming. Yeah. Well, incoming at some point in the future. Yeah, I just didn't want to sell that uh, GMK set because it has a Norda kit support, so I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's the first GMK set I would sell. But at the same time, I don't have to sell it yet, so I, I don't. Yeah, we should mention it's laser, so... Don't, it's, don't it, shame it, me. <laughs> no, it's just like informational. I mean, it's, it's a key set you probably won't put on any board you're actually going to use, but... Hey, I used my tier 60 a lot, actually. Okay, yeah. But... I, don't, I don't have to look at it. Except when the except when the RGBs are on and blinding me because they are so bright. Oh, the TR60 builds are such memes. It's so nice. But, but I mean, I think we talked about it already. It's it's interesting how those builds turned up better than expected. Like they were done for the memes, I guess, and then they're actually quite usable. So there's yeah. that. I will sell it as soon as I have a replacement for a tactile board. Yeah. That's basically it. I have so much stuff to sell. Me too. But I also have to wait for a lot of stuff before I'm honestly ready to sell some other stuff. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, in contrast to you, I actually sell things and don't just want to sell them. True, true. <laughs> But I guess I also have a bit more space to store stuff now. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a horror. I, I accept that. But yeah, I'm not just, really. Uh... Although I was thinking um, just last week, I was thinking of um, IKEA sells those um, wall mounted. Mm, it's like a it's like a sheet that you can mount like hang hangers into it. Like pack boards. Yeah. Like the the like a big board of basically holes you can yes, stick exactly. stuff in it. And I was already yeah. thinking about buying one of those just to hang keyboards, but I'm not sure. I don't have that many. I have nothing nice, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have some nice boards. I mean, you have an ANSI, which is a lot more ANSI than I have currently. That's 100% more ANSI, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I, I think uh, we're not going to talk about the perils of Creadile to today. I think that's reserved for another podcast. I yeah. think there will be a special Creadile episode. Oh, oh, that's that's gonna be an epic one, and it you. will also be Creadile. <laughs> so I, I don't know when it comes out. <laughs> no, it will come out. We just don't know when. Or like all your group is basically. Exactly. Well, on some, I'm starting to worry that they'll never come out. So. Yeah. We'll see but how I have, that deal develops. I have nothing nice enough to make actual money from it. I guess I don't... Maybe the tier 6 deck can sell for slightly more because it is, is like, has the RGB mod in it, but yeah. I don't know. And, and a nice PCB. Yeah. Although I will not sell the switches that are in currently, so I have to build it with other switches first. 
Yeah, but I mean, with like the board PCB with the RGB mod pre-installed and stuff like that, that's that's can fetch a nice price for people that just don't want to do the mod. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I will buy it. I will. Uh, I'm pretty sure I will sell it built, just not with the switches that are in currently. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I have like phase or something still. Yeah, it's it's a good starter board, definitely. Yeah, and it is RGB and it's. I don't know. Yeah. It's loud, it's RGB. It's clacking cologne famous. Yeah, exactly. And it's um Yeah. It's dampened. Oh, right. Additional costs. Factor in. But I think you I, I don't know how the market currently is for GMK laser. I think you could probably sell it higher. I'm not sure if I want to sell it with GMK Laser, though. No, not. not I, I just meant in, in general. Like you said, you have nothing nice that you can can sell for like at cost or even more to, to make a bit of money. Or oh, that. you mean laser potentially? Yeah, so, so I think if something uh, in in your possession that could be flipped, uh, GMK Laser might be uh, the one with the highest potential. Actually, yes. if I want to maximize my potential <laughs> <laughs> income, um, I might want to wait until um, SA laser is shipped. You know, like the first wave Ooh, of Reddit posts yeah. when everybody posts on Reddit their new key, key sets and it's like, it's like going directly into this small time window might actually be worth it. Yeah, true. That that could could work out. Like people then, oh, I just want this color scheme. Uh, uh, I didn't get it, and you might even end up still cheaper than those guys selling off their SA kits. So, but still higher than what you paid for it. So, yeah, could make some money out of it. The the only problem in air quotes basically could be that you want to sell it with the Nordic kit. So there's additional cost in there and some people might just not be interested in it. Yeah, but th but then I would never ship it to somewhere. I mean, I know what you want to say, but um, me only wanting it to ship inside of Europe decreases the chance that somebody just wants the, just wants the base kit. Because I would definitely not sell the Nordic kit by itself. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. I, I just mean like the, the interest in in the set is could maybe be dampened by the fact that you want to include Nordicit in it. But if you're saying like you won't ship outside of Europe anyways, so then that's just maybe somebody wants a kit with Nordicit because that's hard to find. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I mean if if the, that's the other point, I'm just not sure how like the the things weigh against each other. Like I think the interest in having uh, GMK later with a Nordicit is that just a higher potential than people interested in general GMK laser or not, whatever. It's, we, I mean, if we had more sets, we could do like a comparison <laughs> sale, I guess. But since we only have one set to experiment with, yeah. uh, we'll just have to see how it goes if you ever decide to sell it. Yeah, and honestly, I never sold a keycap set to somebody I didn't know. I think all my keycap set went to like people on Discord so far. Yeah, I think. Um, honestly, 
the stuff I have sold so far, which is not that much, but it's mostly Discord, true. Because often enough, you just like, you, you know, you're in a group or somewhere, just like, hey, is somebody interested in this before I put it on Mac Market? And somebody comes along and then, yeah, okay, I know you. Uh, and then you figure it out and it's done. Yeah. But the chance that that happens with laser is fairly low. It <laughs> <laughs> eh, could be, could be not. I don't know. Just like some people really want those kind of key sets. I mean, what's what's currently delivering GMK Hamon? Yeah. I mean, that's totally not a key set for me. It, I would. It's just not my colorway. I I don't. I like nothing about it. Basically, that's just my personal opinion. But in general, people seem to be really looking forward to it, and I think it will be another one of those sets where people are gonna flood flood Mac market. To either like I want this or I'm selling this for I don't know double the original group by price or something. Yeah, might be another Sambomon flip set like Sierica. Yep, his his sets flip really nicely, I guess. That's true. Except Nautilus, maybe <laughs> the one that you have. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> The one I have, I, I I still like Nautilus. So, um, but yeah, his recent sets are all have been very flippable. I think, though, I'm not too sure about what's what the other one, GMK Chocolatier, I think. Yeah, a bit under the radar. Yes. But that's also brown, and I think it's just not a whole. Not a lot of people like brown sets. That's I true. for sure don't. So I don't know. But at least I mean the SA set was really popular but i don't know i think the gmk variant just didn't work somehow i don't know yeah that's interesting what key sets worked in sa that didn't work in gmk i don't think there are a whole lot of keycap sets that did both and sa first yeah um i don't know was carbon sa first or was it gmk first uh, I think it was GMK, then uh, SA, and then GMK again. Ah, okay. From group wise. And okay, now now we have SA laser. Um, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but I would do it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's because there's also SA Nautilus. And S SA Olivia. But the SA Nautilus was like a limited private group by basically. So. There are not that many sets in existence. No, and they also look different. Yeah, and that's what uh, gonna, what's going to be interesting about SA Laser, the color matching. Because uh, I don't know if our listeners know that, but I think uh, Mito went like a week or more from Brazil to Germany to meet with GMK and do the color matching because he wasn't uh, happy with all the um, sample colors he got from them. So he went there himself and worked with them together to make the color matching exactly like he wanted it to. And I'm interested how this will work out for SA, so uh, Signature Plastic. I mean, they have now the advantage that Mitu can just send them a bunch of like laser GMK set keys. 
to yeah but there's always been i i have the feeling like uh there always has been some differences in color matching between signature plastic and gmk yeah i've honestly never seen i don't think even on um on a meetup i've seen sa carbon and gmk carbon next to each other mm, that would actually no. be something interesting yeah because i think at clark in cologne there was both gmk carbon and sa carbon was there just not next to each other and i didn't consider yeah. um comparing them yeah because i mean sa nautilus is very obviously very different and I don't think there are a whole lot of other sets that you could compare, like easily. Yeah, yeah. It just might come down to them using a different color reference chart or system than GMK. I think. Yeah, I mean that's why that's that's why sending them keycaps is probably better than anything else, really. Yeah, sure. But still, I just I'm I'm not gonna say it's gonna be. I'm not saying it's going to be a problem. I'm just like interested to see how it will work out because uh, laser is such a specific colorway. Yeah, like it's it's not like it's just some it's it's a combination of gray with something else or something where just like if the gray is a bit off, it's not that bad or something. Just like the colors have to be pretty, uh, quite precise to for the set to work. I think. Yeah, uh, you can see that on images. Like if you just look at photos of, of GMK laser like it looks different in every photo basically yes so yeah. having a, a reference is I guess it's just really hard yeah and, and I think for the for Sarika I think Zambumon just sent GMK like the some Lego plastic parts because he said this is the specific color I want to have, and they could match match it exactly, because uh, Lego uses the same ABS plastic as uh, GMK does, I think. So they have it really easy to match those colors, basically. Yeah, it would be interesting how many suppliers are there for ABS. Yeah, because I think so. I don't. I don't know. This is pure speculation, but I think um, GMK just works with their ABS supplier on the colors. So, I guess yeah. I mean, I, they don't produce the the plastic themselves, so yeah, exactly. So, just... they just might have a really good um, relationship between their supplier and and themselves <laughs> um, <laughs> to just to just create really accurate colors. Yeah, and I think for Lego that's the same. I mean, for them it's pro it's really important that. Like the red bricks now look exact, have the exact same red than the red bricks from twenty years ago. Yeah, and they can do that. So, yeah, and I think a lot of people have already commented on how good GMK is with color matching. If and that's the important part, you provide them with accurate samples. If if you can give them like a real world plastic chip, um, they can match it. If you can give them um, like at least something else real world, which are, where you say this is the color I want, they can match it pretty accurately. But uh, you still have to be sure yourself 
how that set looks. Because if the designer doesn't have the right um, vision for it, they can't do much about that. So yeah, I think we all know what you're referencing, but um... <laughs> let's not let's not go down that route. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have a vision, have a good reference, like a raw color or just something like a plastic chip that you can send them, and they can match it. They showed it time and time again. Yeah, and uh, the, yeah, the important part is RGB colors are not something they can match. RGB is not a physical color. Right. So right. So just some, some hex codes won't give you an accurate estimation of how the set's gonna look. And that's why you often have this term of render bait in um keycap ICs or group eyes. So that means just like you, you have a render, you're looking at this computer generated image um on your screen screen and so there are a lot of different color references systems uh used in in viewing this and producing it so there is not a lot of guarantee that what you're looking at on your screen is gonna be how it how it's gonna look if you have the set in front of you so it it needs uh someone to have a clear vision and, and know how the system works to have at least an accurate estimation on screen how it's going to be looking in, in real life later on. Yeah, and a render will always be an estimation because even if yeah. you have a RAL color to base it on, you have to convert the RAL color into um, usually RGB to even put it into whatever you use for rendering. Because even if that software might have raw colors, like then it's just doing it in the background because the computer can't do anything with raw colors. Yeah. You have to convert it into, into RGB. And then you render it. And then you show it on a variety of screens that have a variety of color accuracy. So it's like translated twice at that point. It's like still a post with colors. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh like these things where people put text in in a language into google translate translate it in another language then translate that language again and then back again to the original language and it's something completely different and that's about the same with colors like yeah you, you always get as it's just estimating between the different reference systems um, especially if you're going real world and uh, computer world, that's really hard to get right. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why reference monitors are thousands of euros. Yeah, and, and, and they are they are just um, like getting close to the accuracy. Like the, the closer you get, the more expensive it will get. Yeah, and let's be honest. 90% of people don't have anything that's even close to, to any reference because it doesn't matter. In the real world, it doesn't matter. If the green on a website looks slightly different than the green of whoever designed the website, who cares? But if you look at something that you want a really accurate color of something that you will physically own, there will always be, there will always be some, something lost in the translation between the 
screen colors and and the physical colors of the of the object in our in this case the the keycaps yeah exactly so always keep that in mind if you're looking at ICs and especially if you're looking at uh, at ICs on your phone as most people do because phone screens have most of the time not a very color accurate screen calibration they're especially older or samsung devices are known for their really oversaturated colors so everything pops way more just looks better but it's hard to have something like that yeah. when you're looking at trying to estimate if you like an, an ic set or set an ic or a group by because the colors just look vastly different than what you're probably gonna later receive so always have that in mind yeah I mean, you always have to consider first, is the color a GMK standard color? Because if it is, then usually can reference it with something else. Um, and if it's not, there are a few things you can look at, um, like green, bluish, that the, the area between green and blue is usually where like, um, our monitors are the weakest. So if it's something that is greenish, bluish in color, um, that's always the ones that are dangerous <laughs> to be very inaccurate because this is a, like a very weak point of our screens um, as far as I know at least I tried to take a picture of, of a color sample for a keyboard once that was exactly like it was similar to Makita's teal I guess and it was a nightmare I couldn't, I couldn't color correct the image to look close enough to the the aluminium sample I had in my hand <laughs> to be happy with it. it. just I just couldn't do it. Yeah, especially, I mean, plastic is one thing, but metal samples are even worse because you just have, depending on what process you have, you might have like um, this glit glittering or like um, this shine on it. That's yeah, you have different. a light reflection. And yeah, then, yeah. It, then it depends what kind of color temperature the light has that you're reflecting in it. And it's just a nightmare. And the viewing angle and stuff like that. So colors yep. change and that makes it really, really difficult. Even if you have a sample on hand, photographing a sample is a uh, skill in, its, in itself. So, yeah. <laughs> Things are complicated with colors. That's just the main yep. point we're trying to make. Yeah. So... Don't believe what you see except if it's white. And even then, like I... I always this. think it's interesting the the difference between like I own GMK Pristine. Yeah. And the images of GMK Pristine are not GMK Pristine. <laughs> yes. It's really easy to take a picture of a keyboard with GMK Pristine on it and make it look like the pictures of oh, I think it was Sea Frontier sold it. And make it look like this. But it doesn't look like this in the real world. <laughs> like if you go to Sea Frontier right now and look at the GMK pristine renders and then put in your head that it's just the alphas of um, GMK 9009 uh, or, or G, basically. Like, those are two very different colors. <laughs> yeah. And I think we, we, we once tried at uh, CIC to put GMK pristine on my white TXCP. Because we thought the colors would match pretty much. Um, but 
it were the the white uh point was totally off of, on both of them it just didn't work out at all yeah and we thought it would work because the yeah. the white the tx white is a bit warm yeah and well gmk brustini is warm because it's uh, gmk l9 but it was still warmer than the tx white yeah it was still too beige for a white tx and a white tx is not white exactly and it 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 was close but that's like if it it would have been better if it would have been farther apart between both of these yeah. white points yeah. because it just looked immediately you recognize this is off and it's annoying like it's it's in that close enough space but not close enough and not far enough so it just didn't work at all it was right in the in the uncanny valley <laughs> yeah the... in this little area of of colors that it's it's too close to work and too far away to work just yeah it either has to be exact or it has to be more different than it was yeah it's so like um I had 909 on my uh, TXCP. That worked. Um, I now have EBPD Grayscale, which is uh, GMK muted colors from EBT. That works because those are just a bit cooler uh, from, from the white point. But yeah, just pristine didn't work at all. Yeah, I think the... It's really surprising. The mono color... Like the mods are the same color as the alphas. I think that didn't help either on the on this big of a keyboard. Yeah, I think it might maybe it might work better on the TX60 than it does on the CP. Mm, we should have tried that Faxus board. True, but we were all lazy, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> we we were already changing like keycaps twice uh, in half an hour or something, just like we're changing around and around and I had to be prepared for the next day so yeah also what else we're gonna do in the next at the next CSE so <laughs> exactly we, so we have to have plans for the next one exactly uh, which hopefully is still this year might be still no news on that still no news on Mechanicon for this year uh, yeah but that was really close last year as well so yeah, at, well, uh, at like least ment mentally preparing to know it like two weeks in advance. Yeah, but that's gonna make it a bit hard. Well, I just hope it works out. Yeah, because it would be nice to stay overnight again. It would be, yeah. But if it's two weeks in advance, I don't know how how much was it last last year. I think it was three weeks or four weeks in advance. M maximum of four weeks, I guess. Yeah. It was just it was enough to get rather cheap uh, train tickets but it was not enough to get a cheap hotel i think because yeah. i looked at that and i realized it would be way because the train ticket would have been more expensive on the next day because it would have been a sunday and then you ha would have the added hotel costs and then it was just too expensive so yeah it's better to know these things in advance so, if you're going to run a um, meetup, make sure to announce it as soon as you can to help people. Especially if, if you know that a lot of people from 
uh, other countries might want to join. And it's just like, I mean, for, for the size of Mechanicon, it would even be better to have it announced way beforehand. I mean, there if it's a smaller meetup for a few people, you, it's okay, I think, to be a bit shorter in your announcement. But for these large things, it would be nice to have it like a, a half a year in advance or something. Just... To, to make sure everyone has his, uh, their pre um, travel plans laid out and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially because it's fairly easy to get to Frankfurt by, uh, by airplane. Yeah. Because it's like a giant... The biggest airport in Germany, I think. Yeah, it's a giant hub. So it makes it easy and cheap to get there. But yeah, as, as we said, you have to know it in advance. Yeah. Um... So, <laughs> I just noticed how long we are already recording and that we talked a lot about stuff we didn't have on the docket for today. Um, we have to record ahead in the next, uh, for the next few weeks anyways, because yeah. somebody is going on long vacations far away. Yeah, uh, true, true. I wonder who that person might be. It's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I will also be busy. At least one of the weekends that we were supposed to record. So it like works out that way anyways. But yeah, we will have to re uh, pre-record stuff for the future. And then we just take the topics from then. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we, we have enough other episode ideas but this turned out vastly different than what we planned or rather not planned i guess in a way uh just i i, I can't remember if we talked about it in the last episode but yeah, we we, we kind of talked about it that we just try to do it with less preparations which doesn't mean no preparations like we think about topics we want to talk about or that are currently important enough to talk about or interesting enough to talk about and so we have to we try to organize it by like headlines like this is the topic and then we just kind of free flow it away yeah and this time we had a totally different topic on our head you know <laughs> uh and well but it's nice to know that we just can talk about anything and make an episode which is yeah. kind of cool i guess yeah i have to edit it too in a way to make sense of it all, of it all but <laughs> it shouldn't yeah. be too hard. True, true. But on the other hand, I, I think I, I told you this already, but I kind of like this idea of, of a free-flowing, like just two guys talking podcast because, um, well, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be our every time thing. We still want to have like more in-depth episodes, maybe even longer episodes Still have our interviews um but i think i just i think this is like a, a nice way to talk about stuff you usually don't get to talk about um and i like listening to these these kind of podcasts like uh for instance hello internet which is like you you feel like you're sitting down with friends and they're just talking and you're listening and you get nice stuff out of it so you just called me a friend. 
I would never dare to do that. No, no. <laughs> So I guess we're both happy that we didn't like had to cancel another episode so 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 shortly after just bringing out our return episode basically. Yeah. Yeah. The next I think the next two episodes will be pre-recorded. Uh, we'll probably do this this week or next week. Yeah. Whenever we have time, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we can do both episodes at once, or maybe we have to do it on two days. Yeah. You have to look into that. So. You can go on vacation peacefully. Yeah. Definitely. Check us out again, hopefully. Download our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast. Keep being subscribed. Uh, and we promise you we'll have at least two more episodes. After that, we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, until next time. Bye. Bye.